All right, we're going to be joined by Matthew Hooten, political commentator, in just a moment, talking about what Shane Jones said. Now, this is going back a week ago now, and uh, I remember thinking at the time, I was like, I don't think that story is going to just disappear. And it hasn't, to jog your memory, here's what he said. Well, immigration is unfettered. Immigration has got out of control in Auckland and it's put enormous stress on our social and our economic infrastructure and you can't walk away from that. Unfortunately, immigration has for too long been surrendered to employers and they do not have the best interests of our nationhood at heart. Their interests are in making a profit every year. But, but I say to you, what sort of country do you want? We were originally settled through the Treaty of Waitangi, the indigenous people coming with their Pacific roots, the Maori people, then the Anglos came, and in my case, the Croatians came. If you want another million, two million, three million people, then we should debate it and there should be a mandate rather than opening up the uh, options unfettered and everyone comes here from New Delhi. I don't like that idea at all. The number of students that have come from India uh, have ruined um, many, many of those uh, institutions. I think it's a backdoor to citizenship and I think it's a good debate to have what blend of policy do you want for your population? All right, that's what Shane Jones said a week ago. Jacinda Ardern has criticised him for it. Has she done enough? Uh, Matthew Hooden, political commentator, joins us now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, Matthew. It seems that the the discussion's moved on a bit from the nuance or, or lack of it uh, from uh, Shane Jones' comment to just uh, what Jacinda's response has been to it. And I was I was enthralled with the, the She seemed to indicate that she cannot actually do anything with a minister from another party. What's your take on it? Uh, the Prime Minister is quite wrong about that. Um, a Prime Minister is the head of the government, um, the leader of the country, the chair of the cabinet, and if a Prime Minister does not have confidence in a minister's personal, uh, political or ministerial behaviour, um, or even just how that personal, political or ministerial behaviour is perceived, then the Prime Minister, under the rules of the Cabinet Manual, which some people think is a quasi-constitutional document, the Prime Minister is obliged um, to sack that Minister. Do you think that there's something in the coalition agreement that maybe is, well, it's a guesswork, isn't it? But that's all I could think of, was the only reason she's not looking at the Cabinet Manual, is there's some other document telling her something else? Well, the Cabinet Manual, obviously, is a higher document than any coalition agreement. You know, there are plenty of things in the coalition agreement that Labour and New Zealand first said they would um, pursue, like a free trade agreement with Kazakhstan is one of the things which, for some reason, New Zealand first put in that coalition agreement. Mm. You know, it hasn't been pursued, but it hasn't brought down the government. Um, so nothing in the in the coalition agreement is sacrosanct. If the two parties to it agree uh, to change anything, then they can. Um, on the question of who is a member of Cabinet, the coalition agreement says that New Zealand First will have four ministers inside the cabinet, including the Right Honourable Winston Peters as Deputy Prime Minister, plus one parliamentary undersecretary. So you could argue that were the Prime Minister to unilaterally sack Winston Peters from the cabinet or as Deputy Prime Minister, then she would be unilaterally breaching the coalition agreement and New Zealand First would have a right to be aggrieved. But there is absolutely nothing in the coalition agreement that says that Shane Jones should be a minister. Right, so so, so you're saying she could yeah. sack him if she really wanted to? 
Well, she could she could even sack Winston Peters if she really wanted to, because she is the prime minister. There would be political consequences. But you know, the fact that Shane Jones isn't even mentioned in the coalition agreement means that if she genuinely felt strongly about what Shane Jones has been saying, if we, you know, are to seriously believe that she sees this as just outrageous, there is no reason she couldn't go to her deputy Winston Peters and say, look. I can't work with Shane Jones anymore. I've told him off several times for attacking uh, Indian people. Um, last year, I was very she you know, she, she criticised him for his comments about um, Indian marriage practices, and she could say, "Look, he's not obeying me as Prime Minister. I am the leader of this government. I can no longer work with him. I wish to uphold the coalition agreement, which says that there's four New Zealand First uh, ministers. So you tell me, Derek Ball." Clayton Mitchell, Mark Patterson, yeah. Jenny Marcroft, which of those you want me to appoint to the cabinet to replace Shane Jones? Do you think now, there was a risk that she might have been, that she didn't want to give him the platform of being a martyr if she had, in fact, come down really strongly on him? Well, that, that may be a political calculation. Mm. But, you know, she chose to be the Prime Minister. She entered Parliament. She chose to become leader of her party. She chose to negotiate with the peers and become Prime Minister as head of a coalition agreement. She wanted the job. She gets paid nearly half a million dollars for it. And in her job description in the Cabinet, cabinet Manual, it says she is required to uphold ministers um, behaving with the highest standards of integrity in their personal, political and ministerial roles. Now, the highest standards mm. is entirely up to a prime minister to define. Okay. Well, one, one thing I want to get... Well, but no, this is a very important point. Okay. If she thinks if she thinks that attacking the Indian people the way Shane Jones has is not a sackable offence, then she is saying it constitutes the highest standards of behaviour. And so it's like, you know, <laughs> the standard we walk past is the standard we accept. And that applies particularly to prime ministers. She is saying what he is doing is okay because if she didn't think that, she's obliged to sack him. So what then happens? Is this beneficial, all of this and the fact that we're talking about it now, is this beneficial to New Zealand first and to Shane Jones and his chances of winning Northland or is it damaging to them? Well, um, what is going on is that the New Zealand First Party is trying to provoke a crisis um, so that the Prime Minister looks weak mm. and so that the Prime Minister is obliged eventually to act. And then, uh, and that's what they're doing because they want to they get separation from their party's brand from the government brand. I mean, the government has yeah. been an unmitigated failure and they want to be able to campaign independently from it. Just finally, what do you make of her in the interview with the, with the Indian Weekender encouraging people not to vote for Shane Jones? It, <laughs> Well, that's just entirely um, meaningless, typical of a Dern, just a combination of words designed to sound meaningful, designed to sound virtuous, but by her own actions, you know, she's, she's saying she is okay with what he's doing here, because if she wasn't okay with it, she's obliged to sack him, and there's nothing in the coalition agreement to stop her.